All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode 16. Andy just realized that whenever we start a podcast, there's a countdown. Yes, there's been a countdown for the last 15 episodes. <laughs> I have never looked over to like the top left hand side of my computer to see a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Andy, how are you after that amazing start to the podcast? I am. I'm doing well. I learned something new today, Paul. So I am so glad that happened this late on the on the night. Uh, um, how are you uh, doing, Paul? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, my team continues to find ways to win games and make me stressed at the end of games. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, I'm doing well. How about you? How about you? Yeah. I I am doing well. Um, my team is doing well, and it's also putting up more goals at the end to make it less stressful. So, oh, good. It is, yeah. It's a time where I'm in, I'm enjoying watching football as opposed to it just consuming me. You know, as as it might be for for you on your end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of us are having fun. Some of us are gritting our mm-hmm. teeth and bearing it right now. So, yeah. True. Well, should we should we start with the gritting teeth and bearing it kind of let's, thing right now? Yeah, let's let's just let's get it out, man. Let's get to the zen. Let's get to the zen of the ten hog zen. Um, but let's see the stressfulness of a of a Javi oh, induced team. Yeah. How well, did they do this week, Paul? Well, two one nil wins, Andy. That makes three one nil wins in a row. And then if you go back four more games, uh, back to the early January. Barcelona also beat Atletico Madrid 1-0. So other than the great performance against Real Madrid in the Supercopa final, Barcelona mm-hmm. has had a lot of close games that probably shouldn't have been close. But, hey, as I've said the last two weeks, this will be the third week in the row. An ugly win mm-hmm. is better than a pretty loss. And it's That's been true. a lot of ugly – it's been a lot of ugly wins. Um, Barcelona wins 1-0 against Real Sociedad in the Copa del Rey earlier in the week. Dembele scores, uh, does a brilliant run down the right side as he is wont to do, and then mm. just smashes it past the keeper. Keeper had no chance saving it. So Love beautiful it. goal, one nil. Honestly though, Andy, Real Sociedad should have equalized late in the game. They, their attacker, uh, cross went over Ter Stegen's head. The attacker is four feet from the goal. And somehow manages to put the ball over the top of the net. Oh, don't ask man. me how. I don't know how, but it happened. Yeah. So Barcelona. Nor do you hey, probably care because it no. means you guys got the W. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care. I don't care how it happens. We got the dub. So yeah, I'm like, all right, great. We got the win. We're into the semis of the Copa del Rey. That's great. Xavi has a, has a chance for another title. He's two wins away, right? So mm-hmm. now Barcelona goes up against Girona yesterday, Saturday. And again, look kind of, kind of struggling. Dembele gets injured in the 22nd minute. He pulls up after going on one of his sprinting runs. It looks like it's a rectus femoris injury, a quad injury for those of you guys who did not take anatomy in school. So most likely he's going to be out three to four weeks, but it's kind of touch and go here. We're not really quite sure because it's a, it's a soft tissue injury. We don't know the extent of it really just yet. So he gets injured, Pedri comes on, Pedri ends up scoring early on in the second half after a beautiful cross from Jordi Alba, Barcelona go up 1-0, and then things get interesting, Andy. Mm -hmm. Later in the game, 
Xavi pulls off Rafinha and um, Ansu Fati and has put on Balde and Frank Kessier. Barcelona is now playing, I think, for maybe for the first time in its history, or at least the first time since like the 30s when this might have happened, Barcelona mm. is playing with five defenders and five midfielders. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> there's no... There's no striker. There's no attacker. It's just a 5-5. No. Five, five. He's playing it was a 5-5. Five, five. Five. It, it, it wasn't a 5-5, five, five, but Hirona was putting on a lot of pressure late. It, it looked like it mm-hmm. was a 5-5 five, five at times. Like, <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting. How was the def- how was the defense? Was Araujo playing? How was this? Araujo was playing. So the reason okay. I think Xavi did it is because Barcelona had their goal. Uh, and he, I think he just needed fresh legs. He needed, Barcelona did a really good job for most of the game up until the last like 15 or 20 minutes of winning the ball back in the midfield and getting possession back. I think Barcelona did an mm-hmm. excellent job of that. Uh, Hirona really turned on the pressure late and was causing problems for Barcelona. So I think Xavi was like, I need to, I need to buff up my, my midfield and my defense. So, he brings on another left back who actually ended up playing more of like a recessed kind of left winger. Um, and then mm. Pedri pushed up into the more of the striker position and Gavi went back into like a more left midfield kind of role. It was, it was interesting, Andy, but Hey, it got the job done. Another one yeah. to win. Hirona probably should have scored at least a goal late. They, they had, they had the chances. Araujo kind of saved one on. Kind of off the line late. Ter Stegen made some some big saves late, but again, another one nil win. And you know what? Yeah. Even though it caused me stress, I'm happy because Barcelona is still top of the table and they got two wins this week. Heck yeah! At the end of the day, that is that is what matters. Um, but I'm I'm curious as part of playing maybe part of playing devil's advocate, but also we had talked a little bit before this pod is there is a lot of one nil draws and and or not draws but wins. How are you interpreting why these, why this has kind of become consistent over the past, let's say like four or five games that that's been happening? Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is definitely missing Lewandowski. I, you know, even though he played in the Real Sociedad game because it was a Copa del Rey game, he, he hasn't been consistent in the squad because he's been suspended for three games, right? So Barcelona have definitely missed him, and I think they they've struggled to to find consistently and consistent play because of that. Mm. And if you take out the amazing performance against Real Madrid in the Supercopa final, Barcelona, and if you take out the performance against Adi Sauta in the Copa del Rey as well, Barcelona have struggled honestly. But I think it's because they've lacked consistently consistency in their lineup. And I think part of that is Chavi and part of that is Lewandowski's suspension for sure. So okay. I think once they get Lewandowski back consistently, Barcelona are going to go back to their winning ways. I think they've just, they've struggled to, to find a rhythm, honestly. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because Chavi has been trying different formations. Honestly, Andy, it reminds me a lot of Tom Izzo and how he runs his team for two thirds of the year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where he is constant. Tom Izzo, for those of you guys who don't know, who don't necessarily follow Michigan state basketball, 
Tom Izzo loves trying different formations. He loves putting, you know, four, two guys who play at the four, like Malik Hall and Joey Hauser. Um, he puts them at a four and a five, right? They go small ball or they go big ball where they bring in two centers to play at the four and the five. Sometimes he plays three guards. Like he is constantly mixing and matching because he knows that come March and if we're lucky, April, Mm-hmm. There is going to be a time, there's going to be a game situation where he has to put that lineup in and he has to have confidence in it, right? Yeah. So that's honestly to me, I think that's what Xavi is doing. Xavi is trying over these last three games where Barcelona have gotten one no wins, Xavi has been trying things. And I don't hate it because Barcelona have gotten wins out of those performances. So I think he's trying things. I think he's trying different people at different spots, trying to find what works, see if something gels, right? Because if Xavi, in this experimentation, finds something that gels, it's a home run, mm-hmm. right? I don't think he has really found anything that has worked consistently other than the formation that he played against Real Madrid in the Supercopa final where he was playing Gavi slash Pedri as that left winger and absolutely dominated the midfield. Um, also, by the way, quick side note, Pedri at the end of the Hirona game looked gassed. And he's I been think playing a lot. He's been playing he a lot, been, it seems. Yeah, and he's been chasing a lot. because uh, that's been kind of Barcelona style is chase the ball down when it gets stolen. So and Xavi did not want to put Pedri in the game, if not at all, at least until late later in the second half, but he had to and Dembele got injured. So you know, I think I think Chavi's just been trying things, Andy. That's that's my response as to why they've been winning ugly lately. Is I think he's been trying things. I think now he's going to get Lewandowski back coming up against Real Betis on the first this Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to help have him be a, a scoring presence in the middle. And Rafinha is going to have some big shoes to fill on that right wing uh, position coming in yeah. for Dembele, who has. Been looking better as of late. He has been taking defenders head on. He has been blowing by guys and has been finding good crosses and good shots lately. So I think Rafinha has some big shoes to fill and we're just going to have to see. I think Barcelona are going to continue to win ugly. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like if it's the chopping and the changing, like I think that's, it's something we've noticed also with, with Tom Izzo is when you do change and have these different lineups, it's great to see, and I think it sometimes pays off in the longer run. Uh, yes. But it also has me concerned in that yeah. there isn't a style of play to fall back on necessarily to have like yeah. an identity where if things aren't going right with your with your lineup, how do you go back to basics to be like, okay, let's let's get our rhythm, let's have this solidified yeah. identity that we're trying to work on. Well, um, and- Go on. I was just going to say, that's the one thing that I have liked, though, is that even Xavi has tried these things and has kind of thrown off the rhythm of his teams in these games. I should say his team in these games. The the midfield the midfield players, the attackers, Andy, have all bought into Xavi's style. Mm. Like, literally everybody is busting their tail to win the mm. ball back. Everybody. Yeah. They are pressing as a team. They are closing uh, the mid the opposing midfield down as a team. Like you have Busquets doing it, you have Frankie De Jong do it, Gabby, Pedri, Rafinha was busting his butt, Ansu Fati, mm-hmm. Dembele when he was in the game. Literally everybody is doing it. 
the defenders are doing it. Everybody is is closing it down. And that's the thing that has impressed me the most about this team. They mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of at least recently, they don't have a ton of flash, right? They don't have these amazing goals. They don't have these plays that are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is amazing, right? This is gonna blow up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, YouTube. Yeah. It's just it's solid play. But literally everyone has bought in and I love it. Because yeah. in order to succeed at the level that they want to succeed at, you have to have a strategy. You have to have a formation. You have to have a mantra as a team, right? And everybody has bought into that mantra. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. And that's always – that's great to see because that's when if you're buying into so, – if you're buying into something, I think that's the biggest thing is you want the player buy-in because that's mm-hmm. what's going to let you develop – even if you don't necessarily have styles, that was something that I think that was a a trait that was in Solskjaer's uh, first couple of years at United, where people were bought in. His last year, like there wasn't there wasn't the buy in, but yeah, that was again on it was on the players' side. So I think, and we're seeing it now with United that players are bought in, and you are seeing a style because they're buying into what Ten Hag's teaching them. So yeah. and, that's the and honest. If you're seeing the buy-in, that's the that's I think the best thing that you can see for for a team. Yeah, yeah, and I think Barcelona has missed that. You know, when when Kuman was the coach, when Kike Setien stepped in after Ernesto Valverde was was axed. You know, even Ernesto Valverde, his team like didn't they, they won a lot, but they didn't really have a they didn't have a mantra. They didn't have a, a style like a something that the whole team bought into, right? I don't think you really mm-hmm. saw that since Luis Enrique was the coach, you know? Yeah. And Pep Guardiola obviously had that too. So it's nice to see. It's 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 a breath of fresh air for sure. And mm. I love it. I think all Barcelona fans should be loving it. And, yeah. you know, Xavi's getting results. That's all, that's all we care about right now. Yeah, yeah. And hope... Hopefully it continues until you face United where then the, then, then the one nils might, might hit the fan is what I'm, is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. But before then, <laughs> we'll before then you've, you've got, uh, Real Betis and Sevilla, uh, coming up. So yeah. it looks like Sevilla of the two, I think Sevilla might be the hardest one for you, but I'll let you, I'll let you be the judge of that. Well, uh, Real Betis is higher ranked. Real Betis, I believe is sixth oh. right now. Yeah, they're sixth. Uh, Sevilla has been had a really tough start to the year, but they've they've been better as of late. So it's going to be two tough two tough games again. You know, Barcelona is going to be without Dembélé, so that'll be tough. But having Lewandowski back, I think Lewandowski is going to pick it right back up where he left off. It might take him a game. So the Real Betis game, they might have to get some magic from Pedri, who's been scoring a lot recently. So yeah, but you know, I think Lewandowski is not going to. It's not going to take him much time. It might take him a no. game, but he's gonna he's gonna start scoring again. And when when Lewandowski was scoring, Barcelona was was winning and things were looking really good. So we'll just yeah. we'll have to see. There's yeah. there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of soccer left to be played. I think we're at the halfway yeah. point of the league season now. So yes, which is which is crazy to think about because yes, I know it's like it's it's February, so it's still like off. I guess this is where like the World Cup and when it came when the World Cup was played and where it's coming in is usually this time. There are a lot of there may be more games playing, but now it seems even more thick and fast where there's different league cups happening and or different tournaments happening within the season. So there's there's just a lot of football happening, a lot of football yeah. happening. Well, speaking of a lot of football happening, there was some some 
great play from your boys over in the Premier League in the FA Cup this past week. Yes. Yes. FA Cup and, and League Cup. Um, so yeah, United, it's continuing, continuing its winning ways. Um, and we're having a consistency of trying to score three goals, uh, against our teams. Um, so our first three nil win of the week, uh, came this past Wednesday against Nottingham Forest, uh, in the League Cup. And it started with a, a beautiful goal by Rashford, uh, in the sixth minute of the game. He picks up on the left hand side and he is doing what he should have been doing last year, but just it wasn't happening for him. His confidence wasn't there. And here you are seeing a confident, strong fit Rashford where when he gets the ball, he's going to do this to you. And what he did to Nottingham Forest was he dribbled past two defenders, like just snip-snopped of one's gets past one, the next one that's coming into cover, snips past the other one, then drives to the goal. And what is unique is in this goal was that he scored it with his left foot. Marcus Rashford mostly scores his goals with his right foot. Uh, but for him to be able to drive all that way and curl it with his left foot shows a lot of confidence coming from this player, which is what we've been missing. And it's this, this steeliness from Rashford where he's looking, he's got the, he has got the eyes where he's just looking at that defender and saying, I'm going to absolutely embarrass you and your family by putting you on toast and making sure that you'll always remember playing against me, uh, in a sense. And he's, He's playing that way right now, and it's great to see. Um, so first, that was our first game. Our second game uh, was a 3-1 win against Reading uh, in the FA Cup. Uh, we had a bit of a, a rough patch where uh, Reading was very resolute in their defense, but we found a way in the second half, uh, tried a little bit more unique combinations, slipped in uh, Casemiro and Casemiro, uh, ended up getting a brace in this game. Uh, one from a, a lovely chip, uh, over the goalkeeper. And the second one was a long range effort that was deflected. Um, he is absolutely world class, Paul. Um, I'm sure he must have drove you nuts when he played for Real yep. Madrid, but he's, he is so good and he just makes this United team click. He knows when to get involved in a tackle. He knows when to drop back. Uh, he provides so much protection for even defenders where defenders feel like they can take the ball and move up the pitch and do like crazy things knowing that Casemiro, he'll be there to cover up for them. So yeah. he's just doing, he's doing everything right now. He's making the passes to break through the lines to start our attack. He's just, he's absolutely world-class and he's a complete difference from where we were even under Solskjaer. And last year where we couldn't do anything in the midfield and he's just making it so much easier. Um, yeah. So it is relishing, trying to relish this moment of having two players that are playing world-class football. It's not often that happens, at least in recent history with United. So seeing two play at the same time is, has been very, very special. So we're, we're very happy, happy for that happening. Um, yeah. Just a quick Quick interjection, Andy. Was that a, a schnip schnop? Is that what I heard when you were describing? It was a schnip schnop. Yes, this comes from uh, our good friend Dave Bianchi uh, <laughs> in in college, where a schnip schnop is you do a little schnip to go one way with the ball against a defender, and then the defender that's right behind the defender you just um, got past 
you schnapp it the other way. So you go schnip schnapp, you know. <laughs> schnip schnapp. So first, there might be some Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard that, but shout out Dave Bianchi. Love that. Love that. Yes. Oh yes. There might be even a disregarding of cops while you pass by your schnip schnapp, just being like, Hi cops, <laughs> I'm going to score this goal real quick. See you later. Um any any case, yes. <laughs> any so case. Yes. So, so <laughs> That's so good. That's too good. I love that. Oh, all right. Back on on track. I see a note here. Erickson's on crutches. Mm. What is the story with that? Because I have not heard anything about that. Yeah. So in-game, Andy Carroll, who plays for Reading, played for Reading, actually played for a lot of Premier League teams. Um, He came in on a tackle, uh, a slide tackle on Erickson, which is really just was not necessary, uh, and it caught Erickson's foot. And there's a video that was surfaced that showed Erickson leaving uh, Old Trafford on crutches. So a little bit, little bit worrisome. Um, it could just be a precaution, but you know we've been having some injury troubles recently, and without Erickson, it could be a little bit, a little bit dicey. Um, just given his his vision in the midfield and what he, the passes that he can make uh, to make the game easier for the rest of our players. So hopefully he's going to be okay. Uh, but yeah, not great to see when someone's just on crutches. Cause you don't know yeah. if it's like you said, a f- soft tissue injury, you don't know how long that can take to, to heal. So yeah. yeah, but still feeling confident for our upcoming games against Nottingham forest again, who we replay in the league cup because this is a, we're in the semifinals of the League Cup, and in all semifinals, you do, I guess, play another another match. Um, but should be able to lock down the fort against them, and then we'll be back in the Premier League with a game against uh, the Crystal Palace. So hey, lots of Andy, lots happening. Why does England? Why does the Premier League have two cups? Why do they have the League Cup and the FA Cup? Because most. Most teams or most leagues like Spain have the Copa del Rey where it's one cup. Ligue mm-hmm. 1 has the French cup. Like, yeah. why are there two? You know, that's that's a great question. That's an absolutely <laughs> great question that I wish I had the answer to. Um, my guess is money. I, that's that's the only that's the only <laughs> that's thing I can say answer. is like it, that somewhat makes money. Someone someone yeah. gets to gets to buy it. Um, but I yeah. think it's. The League Cup is similar to the FA Cup, but the FA Cup is more historic because it's it's the all the FA. Like every club that's registered in the United Kingdom is registered with, or at least England and Wales is registered with the FA. So even if you're like a little yeah. pub team or like a very amateurish team, or if you're, you know, Manchester United, you're registered with the FA. So there's a bit of bit of like um ncaa tournament kind of madness style and uh cinderella story that can happen that everyone gets in in the league cup not as many people get in because i think it's just like the top four maybe leagues get in so it could be more but honestly i have no idea so money's my final answer there we go i like that (laughs) yeah so we also have other other cups that games that were happening around the league um city i don't know if you know uh paul they beat arsenal in the the fa cup so you're watch watch those highlights that was great yes 
yes, I'm super happy uh, for that, for City getting one up over uh, Arsenal as as always. Um, and also there's another uh, big thing that happened in, I want to say, the FA Cup with um, Wrexham. Um, Wrexham. Did you know what happened? Wrexham. Wrexham. When you chant, it sounds like Wrexham. And I like that a heck of a lot better <laughs> of just chanting, being like Wrexham, being like Wrexham fools, Wrexham schnip schnaps. I don't know. Just wrecking it. I love it. Um, wreck it like Paul. So, um, so You're too I, much this episode. I love it. I, yeah, I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening, man. I, I'm going off the rails, but, uh, so with the Wrexham, they actually have a chance. Uh, to progress, they are, I think, in the fourth or fifth division. Uh, fourth of right the, now. Yeah. Okay. So the fourth, the fourth tier of uh the FA Cup. So or not, they're the fourth tier in the English like soccer environment universe. Um, and they. Oh, I apologize. Tied. It's fifth. It's fifth. They, are fifth. they are fifth. Okay. Yes, I apologize. Okay. No, no worries. No worries. Um, they're honestly just makes the Cinderella story that much better where yes. they tied with their, um, with their opponent by getting a three, three draw, which is thrilling as hell because usually <laughs> games end one nil. Um, yes. oh, and really, this, yeah, <laughs> someone, someone like you should know, Paul. Oh no. Maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they have a chance to do a replay, um, and they have an even better chance of progressing now into, uh, the next round, uh, of the FA cup. Um, and this always tickles me because whenever you have a team that's in a lower league and if they can advance into another round, it's like the Cinderella stories in college basketball where these small teams never get to face big teams. But when they do get a chance to play, that's their that's their tournament. That's their like that's, that's their, their championship. Bowl. It's their Super yeah. Bowl. So yeah. Wrexham have the chance if they do this and they can face a Premier League team, which not only allows them to play, but it also puts in a lot of money into those small clubs just from that one yeah. appearance because there usually has to be like travel situated for them and there's money rights deals and anytime you have like a big name like. Uh, Liverpool, City, Arsenal coming to a small team, they get a little share of the money there. So it actually helps their club out financially with this happening. So yeah. really happy for Wrexham. Um, you've been watching, uh, Wrexham United, uh, the, or that's not even called Wrexham United, is it? What's the name? Well, of the, it's, the it's TV welcome show? to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham so. on Hulu. Uh, definitely is a must watch for all of you listeners. It's a fantastic show. Yeah. And goes yeah. through the buy, uh, the buyout of the club from Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. So it's, you know, you guys should definitely watch it. It's it's a great show. Andy, I don't know if you've watched it, but you definitely should. Yeah, especially since I couldn't even get the title right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I shall, I'll give it a look. Uh, yeah, so. it's it's definitely worth it. It's it's an awesome show, and the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney helped produce it, direct it, and it's it's amazing. They did an awesome job. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked, and you should definitely see the pictures of Ryan Reynolds getting so amped with it. So it's like he's got the passion now. He's loving <laughs> he his Wrexham. Uh, yes. Welcome, 
welcome to the madness. Hoping he can snip shop some uh, <laughs> of Sheffield United to to get past uh, and get to the yes. next round. Um, That'd be awesome. So, Paul, what's been happening uh, with uh, PSG? Oh switch man, gears, hardcore switch, hardcore, hardcore switch, switch smooth transition to France. PSG yeah. has been on the struggle bus. And they dropped points again. They were up 1-0 in the game after a beautiful Neymar chip. Mbappe was like nowhere to be seen throughout the game. And later on, and we'll get to this in a second, but Verratti gets a straight red on a gruesome tackle on a, uh, oh gosh, what was the name of the team? It wasn't Rems. It was, uh, no, it was Rems. Yeah. It's like Stade, and, Stade Rem. Yeah, okay, study room. Sorry, my that. French is terrible. And, uh, yeah, so that red card happens and then Rems with, towards the end of the game, I don't know how this happened, but Rems clears a ball long and gets their striker behind the PSG defense. The striker takes one dribble around Donnarumma and slots it home with the last Whoa. kick of the game in the 96th minute. They score the equalizer. Insane. And PSG drop points. Luckily for PSG, the other top three teams, teams two through four, also drew their games. Oh so no blood, no blood drawn. PSG stay top of the table by three points, but they're struggling right now, Andy. I just, like yeah. we've mentioned on, on past episodes, I just don't think they're fully invested in the league. They're, yeah. They've won the league for I don't even know how many years in a row, but mm-hmm. they they are focused on the Champions League, and I think yeah. it is hard for them to invest to to really get up for these league clashes. So yeah, you know we'll we'll see we'll see how things continue to shape out shape up. But like I've said all season, Andy PSG's defense is a problem for themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see with their upcoming clash with Bayern coming up in a few weeks in the Champions League how how yeah. they fare. Yeah, we really do because again, I just think it's they're they're an imbalanced team. They have some really good defenders, but like the midfield is where the I think the imbalance is. So yeah, I I agree. I'm really cur- I'm really curious to see what what happens with them and also if they're not in good form in the league that y- tends to carry over into your midweek. Um yes. but again, it's different, different time. A Wednesday night game is a heck of a lot different than a than a Saturday a Saturday night game or a Sunday night yeah. game. So we yep. we will see there. Um, speaking of teams that have been dropping points, uh, Juve and AC Milan. Juve had dropped points as we mentioned in a previous episode because they didn't realize that you need a checkbook um, and <laughs> to report your findings and things of that nature to the yes. to their. Um, authorities so they got smacked there and they also got uh smacked uh in their past game uh this week ac milan lost 5-2 to sassuolo this is the second game in a row that ac milan have given up four goals that's not a good sign um so whatever's happening with ac milan um they need to find a way to plug all the holes that are in their defense (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, but, and it's just letting Napoli continue to cruise. Um, Napoli beat Roma, um, 2-1, uh, with a late, late, uh, winner, 
um, from Giovanni Simeone. Uh, so he is honestly, he's my number one for the super sub this week, but it's looking like this is going to be Napoli's, um, Napoli's, uh, Serie A in the first time in a long time, probably since, uh, Maradona. So that that's crazy. Be, that could be love, quite interesting. I love those stories when the mm-hmm. lesser known clubs like Leicester City won the Premier League back in 2016. I love it when lesser known clubs win the league. I think it's so yeah. cool. Especially just in like these, like in with, especially in the Italian league where it's been Juve and AC Milan for so long. Um, yeah. it'll be nice to see. Napoli back into it to make it like these heavyweights because Napoli is a heavyweight, but they've just never haven't been able to win. So this will yeah. be this will be fun for them. Hopefully, long may it continue for my for my Southern Italian brethren. Yes, most definitely. And then we take a, a quick plane ride from Italy back to Spain. Andy, I'm a happy boy. Real Madrid <laughs> dropped points against Real Sociedad uh, yes. today, so. They now fall to five points behind Barcelona at the top of the table. And mm. I I like a little breathing room because Barcelona's been scaring me lately. So a little breathing yeah. room at the top makes me feel makes me feel good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It seems like that they're trying to avoid this play that's happening around uh where people just want to drop points if it's in France, spreading into Spain, but Barcelona's <laughs> like, no, we're not gonna do no. that. We're gonna hold on to our one no. no. One no lead. Love we're, it. We're good with our one nils here. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, perfect. So that wraps up our coverage, I guess, from around uh, the league. Paul, who's your super sub uh, for this week? I have to get it. Get it. I have to give it. Yeah, to... you have to get it, Paul. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I have to get it. I have to come over here, grab it off the shelf, <laughs> and hand it. To Saul Ninguez, uh, he came on for Atletico Madrid in the 59th minute, I believe, 59th, 60th minute, and scored in the 74th. He uh, got on the end of a long ball over top of the defenders, took a touch, and smashed it past the keeper. And Beautiful. he gave uh, the creamsicles the win, helped, them, helped prevent them from dropping points in their contest mm-hmm. for keeping their Champions League spot. And yes, yeah. Andy, you heard that right. They're the creamsicles. <laughs> Initially, when I heard it, I thought you were like in reference to like these guys are like super soft and that like you could easily schnip schnap them. <laughs> but I was actually like, no, their uh, uniforms look like yes. creamsicles. It's yes, bonkers. they do, and it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. And look at go look at photos of Antoine Griezmann in those alternate uniforms, or go watch the highlights from that game. It's an awful mm-hmm. sight to see. They yeah. need to get rid of those those alternate uniforms. They're awful. Yeah, I I blame Nike because um, you know what that they're not doing. They're not getting it. Like unlike yes. you, Paul, you are getting it. Yes, I I got it. it. I got it. Andy, who <laughs> is who is your super sub? <laughs> my my super sub uh, is still going to stick with uh, Giovanni Simeone uh, from Napoli uh, to continue their winning ways to really. Uh, distance uh, themselves from the rest of the pack so that they can take their first Serie A in I don't know how many years. Um, so good for him. Um, always love uh, rooting up for my super sub Italians uh, yes. back in the south of Italy. Which now brings us to our super dubs, having covered our super subs. Uh, Paul, unfortunately, I think you have an Italian that is uh, a super dud, but it is it's it's granted it's valid. Yes, yes. I have to get it. Sorry, Chris. Uh, sorry get to it, my brother it, who is it, get it, get it, a get it, huge. Or give it. 
<laughs> I, I have to apologize to Chris, who is uh, the biggest PSG fan that I know. Uh, I have to give it, not get it, give it to Marco Verratti, who came on at halftime for Vitinha, and 13 minutes later gets a straight red for a really vicious tackle mm-hmm. on the opposing team. And if you go back and watch the highlight, it was, in my opinion, it was deserving of the straight red. They reviewed it VAR. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it he was, he wanted to red, get so. it. He wanted to get that red. Yeah. He, he wanted, he to, wanted get to get the ball and he did not really come that close to it and got just the guy's ankle. So uh, yeah, that was, no. that was rough. That was rough. Andy, oh, who is, who is your super dud of the week? So we're, I'm going to stay away from the players right now because I think it's time to venture into my other favorite part of soccer is the fans. Obviously it's the, always been the fans, but for this one, uh, in a, believe it was an FA Cup game, it was Leeds United versus Accrington. Um, Accrington Stanley, I think to be exact is the exact name. So yes, they have a, butler's name as like their uh <laughs> club name so any case uh apparently in the game leeds was winning handily uh and a fan decides that he wants to show off his dancing skills so he runs onto the pitch lies on his belly on the pitch and starts doing the worm just oh, doing the worm and i think most people would be like why is that a super dud well Anytime I think you go onto the pitch, you are going to get either fined or sentenced to never see a game again. And do you really want that to be your last time seeing a game? Is you on the pitch doing the worm of all dances? Like, is this 1990? Like, why are people oh still gosh. doing the worm? Why do they care? It's weird. That's so great. It's like, That's was so he great. trying to get it? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. I love that though. I'm gonna have to go watch the video now. I'm gonna go have to find it. So yes, that's that's gonna be my super super dud of the week. Um, but if anyone can do any other dances on the field, maybe you would become a super sub. Who knows? But as long as you jump up onto the field and endanger a player's safety by doing it, um, you will forever be a super dud in in my book. Yes, agreed. So, all right, guys. Well, that ends uh, our podcast for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you guys have been such a great help in all the uh, ideas you've been giving to us uh, in the podcast. Uh, we're, Paul and I are going to talk about some new ideas that we might add into the podcast uh, to yes. really liven it up, uh, increase some engagement for you guys. Uh, but really want to thank you guys for uh, listening in today. So I have been Andy. Paul has been Paul. And with that, I'm going to wish you guys a big old bye. Bye. Get it, get it, get it, get it, Paul.